0: that's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of I Dig Your Soul podcast with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Today is the 26th of February. It is 5.30 in the morning here in L.A., and it is a Friday. What a great day. This time, 31 years ago, I was having contractions, and I was on my way to the hospital And super excited that I was going to have my daughter that day. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm finally going to get to see the baby. And then I get to the hospital and they send me home and tell me I'm not ready yet. My contractions were too far apart. I'm like, are you kidding? When they hit, they're so hard. And they're like, yeah, but, you know, they still need some time. Why don't you go home and go for a walk, you know, while it took honestly, till the next day. So I ended up having her on the 27th, not on the 26th, and um, not until the middle of the afternoon of the next day. So really it was like more than almost 24 hours later. But it was funny. I was excited. So every time we hit the 26th, I always think of me trying to jump the gun on when this baby was planning to come out. But today is Questions Friday. And I have a question from Maria, and she put it out on the page, and it went along with a quote that I put out about how we do not lose each other. We are still here. We're just on another path. You know how you wonder why someone's not in your life and, you know, why they were so sick in your life before they were there you know they were there every day and you talked every day and you you just can't believe that you know you can't see them where did they go why aren't they there what happened and a lot of times we feel bad we think we've done something wrong we didn't try hard enough whatever it is if you can just remember what christ said When he said that every day ends as it should. Sometimes we believe someone is going to save us, fix us, make us what we are. Truth. That's our job. And we have to keep looking for that right fit. And when we find it, we know. When we feel that desperation, that aggravation, that, oh, my God, why isn't this working? It's just not the right place. That's why it's not working. There's some things worth fighting for, but those things are the things within your control. Meaning your work, your blood, your sweat, your tears. Other people can join you. But there's a, a dynamic in families that is super different when they're still there, they just took another path. And this is where Maria's question came in. When we do not lose each other, we are still here, we are just on another path. It gets taken to a new level when it's not somebody that you met and then you intersected, you grew from each other, and then you are, you are gone, right? This is, this is a whole different dynamic because now you're really wondering what happened because you grew up with these people. So here's her question. Good morning, Nadia. Thank you for taking the time to answer my questions. I have been asking a lot lately. I hope they can help someone who is in similar situations as well. I am aware that your time is precious. Well, all of our time is precious. And when we're helping each other, I don't even feel time. So I am more scared not to ask than to fail. Just an update. I'm sorry for taking this space. I wasn't sure where to text you. I had a conversation with my eldest sister. I sent her your quote, and we have always been in contact. The other sister comes and goes, but because my heart is connected to both, it is difficult to be in between. My eldest sister said clearly, That her arms are open to welcome the other sister, but through the respect, love, humbleness, and positive attitudes towards each other, I know in the back of her mind she thinks we tried enough times. I also sent your quote to the other sister, who replied, it is beautiful to grow and to change, but the essence is the same. I would love to fix the relationship between them and keep us together. Keep us in unity, but your words, when a relationship is not good for one, it is not good for both. Maybe it it is what is happening here. Now, I need to learn to navigate between one sister and the other, keeping my heart in balance. It's like you're in the middle of a divorce, right? There's still underlining love there, but whatever's on top of it is in the way. These experiences, these breakups, of my sisters are teaching me so much, especially about myself, my thoughts, my reactions, and pure intent. In this moment, I would love to hear your comments as in what would you do in my situation. Thank you always. I am looking forward to Friday. So, uh, right? It's a family. You all grew up together. And I know I have three sisters. And two brothers, we're six kids. I'm the oldest girl, My, I have an older brother, and the youngest is a brother, and the four girls are sandwiched in between the, the two boys. And, you know, you have one brother that does this and another brother that does that, And you have a sister that does this and another sister that doesn't want too much communication and another sister that's kind of, you know, wonky over here and, and always needs, you know, something and another sister that, you know, went her own path and disengaged from the family and then tried to come back after we got used to being disengaged. And you have all of these different scenarios. And it was my question probably as much as it is yours. And I thought to myself, you know, what happened? We all live together. We know each other like nobody can know us. But were we really the same? We lived in the same house. We had the same parents. We went to the same schools. We ate the same food. We went to the same places. But we weren't the same. We weren't the same. I thought we were. And as we grew, I couldn't figure out why one sister would never pick up the phone, why the other sister said, her husband said, she can't talk to me because I'm divorced. She can't talk to the other sister because she's working. She can't talk to another sister. And so she she couldn't talk to another sister because she didn't marry in the community. And so she never talked to any of us for almost 10 years. Now she's back. Now she wants to help us and be close to us in whatever way she can. But how did she do that was the bigger question. And birth order has a lot to do with it because each child is born into a different family. Family. If you're the first, you were born with a different sense of responsibility than the second, who kind of gets overlooked, than the third, who for sure gets overlooked, and it goes on and on. So there's different levels of fending for yourself and independence, depending on where you were born in the family. And the other is just flat-out personality. My sister, who never picks up the phone now, when we would have company, would go upstairs and and go to sleep, even if it was 7 o'clock at night, just to get out of being around all those people. She thought I was crazy because I loved it when we had company. That is still true today, believe it or not. It is still true. Only it feels weirder Because now we're the people she doesn't want to spend the time with. But it's not because she doesn't love us. And it's not because she's mad at us. She just likes being alone. She always has. And she always will. If you go back to where all this started. You will see the personality traits in your family that are the same today as they were then. You were just all part of the same group. And there's this underlining foundation and security between brothers and sisters because you know you will always be there. Even if you're far apart, there is a thread connecting you two of you get in a misunderstanding or even a full-out, drawn-out argument. You may involve the others or not. You may just try to stick to your own corner. But the coping skills of each other will be different. So there was something Khalil Gibran said, and it was when I took the child development courses, which taught me more about myself than anything else was that your children come through you, not from you. So they come through your parents, but not from them. They're here to work out their own things, which is why they are on their own paths. Going back to the quote that's hard to read when it comes to family. We do not lose each other. We are still here. We are just on another path only you remember that when you're talking to them, keep your relationship with them and let the other situation come up when they want to talk about it. You may talk about the other one in passing, but not with any, you guys should really talk to each other. They know they should talk to each other. They know they, something in them is always going to have that question. And it may be when they're older. But for whatever reason, this standoff tells you more about conflict resolution or even desire. Because never forget, if one of the two people don't want to solve an issue, the issue will not be solved. They both sound like they're, they want to see each other, want to hear each other, but something isn't ready yet, so you don't need to play between them. When there is a divorce-like situation where there are two corners and there's you know, children in the middle or, you know, in-laws. You may love the in-laws and, and you, here you guys are getting divorced. How do you deal with that? The people in the middle are the one who pay the price. If they allow the price to be paid by them. So just allow. Your... Only real job in all of this is that if you love your sisters and you're talking to both of them, continue to talk to both of them. You don't have to fix them. That's not your job. It is their job. And they may very well do it on their own one day when the pressure and the focus isn't on them as opposed to it being on them. Because one thing I have learned about families is they hate it when everybody else interferes with what they want to do. I am amazed at how we go from being 50-year-olds to 5-year-olds when it's a family issue. Because we've known each other so long that you can't hide. You can't rewrite your history. You can't rewrite your parents. You can't rewrite what you know and saw of each other, and believing that that's the safety net. That these, like, discretions, these issues, are more temporary than they are permanent. For one of your sisters to say it's beautiful to grow and change, but the essence is the same they're they're looking optimistic. They may want to be optimistic, but they are not ripened yet. You know how there's a right time, but there's a ripe time. Frustration is like this ingrained feeling, and they may have had that kind of relationship. Younger as well. That's the other thing. Really important to to remember that nothing is right or wrong, that everybody is different. One may see it this way and then see it the other way. And that may have been going on from the beginning of time. I was shocked. When I hear some of the stuff that went on between my brothers and sisters when we were growing up, and why they view each other the way they did, I'm like, "Oh my God, that's that? Are you talking about our family?" Like, yeah, they were. The issues they had. I have one sister who tells me, "You're the only one who never cut me up or hurt me while we were growing up." And I thought, well, who did hurt you? How did they hurt you? What happened? I was shocked. We haven't changed. The The weird part is we think because we're older and we all saw the same thing that we should have changed. And so now that expectation is slapped on it. But the sister that comes and goes was probably always coming and going. Your difficulty is that you did somehow feel that because you feel good about your family, because you feel good about your sisters, that they should feel good about each other. And if they don't, then that's a burden you carry. But you need to release that burden. And just say a prayer for them. Like, God, I hope that they get to utilize the fact that they were sisters in their lifetimes. God, keep your eye on those two. There may be a beautiful relationship underneath this. Or not. But it's not in my hands. I can't control their lives. The only life I can really control is my own and my own loves both of my sisters so why am I carrying the burden that they don't get along when I get along with both of them why don't I celebrate the fact that I do get along with both of them and yay for me I get to keep in contact with my family I hope they work out their differences I hope whatever separating them heals and one of them and the other one gets approached by the one who feels like, hey, you know what, I get this. But it has to come from them. And at times, when certain brothers and sisters aren't talking, because they may be fighting if if they are talking and bringing more negative scenarios, maybe the two of these know enough to know that They are just different. And the fact that they are different is obvious to both of them. They don't have enough in common to keep their relationship going. That's a big deal. And they may know that. You may not see that because you're like, we're a family. We should get along. That's true. But if you don't, Are you bringing negativity to everybody over it by trying to get along? You know, think about that. We have a lot of baggage when it comes to family. We have a lot of expectation, whatever it was we grew up with, whatever it was. We carry it into adulthood. No one understands it but the family. And then within the family, they all understand it differently. So Maria writes, I keep their problems aside. I treat them, each other, with respect, even when I know I have more towards my old my eldest sister. Their issues root from their egos, not from them. I cannot help to see them as the beautiful people they are, and I do not focus on their challenges. That is great. Feels, feels more completely right to go from one side to the other. I told them I love them both and I'll keep contacting the other sister because there is love. Yeah, that's a great way to look at it because the the problem is where you feel the hurt, where you feel the pain, is to feel like your family didn't have the right tools. But it did. It's just that everybody is so different, and we don't look at our family. We're like, but they're my family. We know better. We would never do that. We should be together. And you know what's funny, Maria, is that there's families when we were younger that I thought, "Eh, you know, they never really seemed they were tight. And they're the ones that grow up, and they do family reunions, and you see them every year, and all their kids know each other. And then there's other families that that doesn't happen with, that were really tight as a family unit younger. Some are held by parents. Some are held by parents. And then when the parents die, they kind of get lost and they have to reorganize. Some older siblings are looked at as parent figures to the younger siblings because they took care of them. But the dynamics of a family are so complex. Just the fact that you sent the quote to both sisters and you got a somewhat positive response, that was your olive branch. That was the part of you that loves people and wants people to get along. You know that saying where you could lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink? They've been led to the water. They can drink the water. But they may be thinking they're drinking from a different pond. It's an interesting dynamic because it brings up Everything you were all the way to today, which is a long line of history, a long line of baggage. I mean, I remember when I first saw Christ and I started reading the books and I went to the sister. I knew I was closest to at the time. We were the two that were as thick as thieves. We would tell each other everything so that if one of us died, the other one knew everything about the family. That's how how intense we were. And then when I told her that I saw Christ, she was the first person to tell me I was crazy. And she told me flat out, don't tell anyone what you just told me because they're going to think you're cuckoo. She denies that now, <laughs> but she said it. And the one I thought wouldn't understand at all knew exactly what I was talking about. And the one brother that won't even read a horoscope, not that horoscopes have anything to do with me, but just saying, you know, kind of stepping out of the realm of, you know, this pragmatic way of looking at life. One day we were sitting together on a couch. He was the youngest brother. He is the youngest brother. And he came over and he said something to me about dating like three girls at once. And he was super proud of himself. And it was my birthday and he did an entire Costco run and filled his car and came over with all this stuff from Costco for me. And I looked at him and I said, three girls at once? And he goes, yeah. And I go, wow, you must have commitment issues instead of the bragging face, the way ego looks, his face turned to like mush. And he's like, you know what? That's true. So that day we started talking. We went in the living room. We put everything away. We ate lunch. We went in the living room and we started talking. And there were a couple of times when he looked at me and said, Ned, I can't even see you right now. It's like there's this thing in front of you. Well, that's what it looked like when I saw Christ. And from that day on, he believed me. Not that I, I was looking for anyone to believe me. And Ali writes, many think I am cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs too. Well, that's that's love because people are so scared. So scared to let go of the strings that keep holding us up and letting us move. Because love is movement, love is action, drinks. So the people in your family, Maria, they will get there. They just need to grow in that very love, the love they have for themselves so that they can reach out. Even if one sister has it more than the other, the thing you said, what, What Christ said, I know you said it, when a relationship is not good for one, it is not good for both. When a relationship isn't right for one soul, it ultimately isn't right for both. Because a sister who needs to grow more than the other one, to grow. What you're seeing is different levels of emotional intelligence. Self-awareness self-love. It's a big deal. It's a super big deal to allow everyone to grow to where they need to grow. We forget sometimes God's plan because we're thinking of our own. But really, it's all a combination talking to God, saying, hey, you know what, watch over these two, even though they are probably being watched over, but it gives it more energy, it gives it more love. There's never an end to more love. There's never an end. Love is the master of new beginnings, and those new beginnings are that you get to live In greater love, because that is the, I want to say the um, trampoline that we bounce off of every day. How much we feel loved, how much love we feel for others, that determines exactly what our day is going to look like. Without it, and we are devoid of love, we depress. We depress. With love, we bounce. There isn't a more clear argument for love than that. And they will bounce when they're ready. They will bounce when they're ready. It's not easy to watch that. But to understand it will help. So I hope that helped you, Maria. I hope you guys have a great weekend. I see everyone saying great day to you all. Thank you, guys. I love you guys. I will see you Monday morning.